Hey there, Romers. Welcome to the Rome in Your Home podcast and YouTube channel, where we get to hear from full-time RVers, unpack their experiences, and learn actionable advice to help you roam in your home too. I'm your host, Jamie Williams. Thank you so much for being here. Buckle up, my friend. Let's get ready to go on an adventure together right now. Hey friends, welcome to episode number two. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm Jamie from Roman Your Home, and my husband Randy and I have been full-time RVers since 2017, and the goal of this podcast is to give people a glimpse of RV life and hear from real full-time RVers that are living the dream. We pull back the curtain and ask all the questions and get all the answers of what we wish we knew before we started full-time RVing. My goal is to share these real-life conversations with you each week so you can get the information that you need to be able to roam in your home, too. In case you missed episode one, I spoke with Tammy from Two Benedicts. It was such a great conversation filled with lots of good tips, so be sure to listen. In today's episode, I'm honored to talk to Desiree from RV Cruising. I am such a fan of hers because she takes the most amazing pictures during her travels and has such a gift of storytelling and making you feel like you're right there with her. You will love getting to know her, hearing all about her adventures, and wait until you hear what she recently published. So let's not wait any longer. Please help me give a warm welcome to Desiree Van Welsom. Hi, Desiree. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to finally talk to you in person after our exchanges. I am super excited to have you here. I've been looking forward to this all week. I absolutely love following your adventures on Instagram. You have the most beautiful pictures and the best information on your posts. I just love it. Thank you so much. I I always try and, you know, make it interesting and find some background information or some fun facts or, you know, some things that you can expect if you were to go to whatever the location is or whatever, you know, the event is yourself. So I try, I try to make it interesting. You certainly do. And you have, yeah, you have definitely given so many things um, that we've written down on our bucket list because of the things that you've shared. So I'm so excited. I cannot wait to get to know you better and for our listeners to learn from your experiences because you've certainly had a lot. And I am super excited to uh, recently learn about your two books. I am just so happy for you. You've done so much work and I love that you have you know, put something out there that we can all benefit from. So I want our listeners to stay to the end so we could really get more information about your books and where we can all get them. So we're definitely going to do that at the end. Sounds good. So one, just to begin with, how long have you guys been on the road? So we actually started quite recently. I always say that we're accidental RVers because we were boaters. So, you know, we were used to traveling a lot and we traveled a lot for work. Uh, but but when COVID hit, it was the first year that we were going to be home in Florida. And, you know, we have four dogs. And at that time, we also had three rabbits. So hurricane season came around and we needed a way to be able to get out in case of a hurricane. And uh, the only solution with all the animals was really to buy an RV. So that's what we did. And uh, we were you know, completely new to it, had never been camping, uh, had never, you know, even considered an RV. So we had to learn a little bit about it. We started watching YouTube videos and we ended up going on a road trip and it became a multi-year plan to see the entire United States. Oh my goodness. This is so interesting. I did not hear that before. I love that. 
because it was like you have been made for this. So yes, it feels like it. <laughs> I'm so glad that that happened. We've just completed our third uh, our third eight month road trip, so we still have a home base. We travel eight months in the year, and then in the winter we're home. We do all our doctor's appointments, the car service, the rig service, the vet appointments, all that. And we take that time to plan our next trip, and then off we go again. Oh, I love that plan. That is like the dream plan. Now, so your home base is in Florida, you said? Yes, South Florida. Oh, that's wonderful. So who all is in your RV with you when you guys travel? So I travel with my husband. And fun fact, we actually got married last year on the road. <laughs> oh my gosh, I saw the pictures. That is so awesome. Yeah, we, we got married by Elvis. Congratulations. Thank you. We, we've been together a long time, but, you know, we decided that was the good time to do it. So we, we got married by Elvis in the Graceland Chapel in Las Vegas when we were on our trip. So that was fun. I love that. That is so cool. Yeah. And then we also have our uh, four rescued, rescued beagles with us. Well, one is an American foxhound, but we don't want to tell her, you know, in case of an identity crisis. They told us she was a beagle mix and we did the DNA test and she's an American foxhound. So. Oh, yeah. We'll keep the secret safe. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So they travel with us as well. They're very good travelers. They're very mellow. So we're very lucky. They are the best travelers. I absolutely love seeing them in the pictures and the videos. They are so good. They were made for this. I mean, it's like, I can't believe this is so new to you guys because it, it seems like you've been so many different, and you have been so many different places that this is so cool that you're actually doing this and, and really making it look easy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love that we get to talk and hear all of your experiences and get your advice. So when we were picking out our RV, gosh, we had no idea. We were the same similar situation where we didn't know anything about RVing. We never been in an RV. We didn't have any, you know, camping experience. And so we started with YouTube as well. And, and then you start looking at, you know, motorhomes and fifth wheels and travel trailers and vans and class C's and all that. What made you guys decide on the RV? Like, first of all, what, what RV do you have? And how did you decide on that one? Well, the first one we got, I think it was kind of decided for us because you know, this was in the height of COVID and everybody had the idea to buy an RV. So there weren't many RVs available at all. And, uh, you know, everywhere, every time we found one online, we would phone the dealership and like, oh, it's already sold. And then finally, one of the dealerships called us and said, hey, I have one coming in that isn't sold yet. Are you interested? So we're like, yeah, fine, we'll buy it. We hadn't even seen it. <laughs> so, you know, they, they actually delivered it to our home. And, you know, there was the RV in the driveway. But it was actually really nice. I, I'm really impressed with, you know, how well the layout and everything was designed because it was a 17-foot travel trailer. It had a queen bed, a dinette, two bunk beds for the dogs and the rabbits, uh, a shower and a separate toilet. It wasn't a wet head and a, and a kitchen. So, you know, it's really amazing. They fit all of that in, in 17 feet and it was really cozy. <laughs> the first year uh, we were on the road, our first trip, we did go to the Hershey show and we ordered another RV. So we now have a, a Super C. Oh, that is wonderful. Yes, going to RV shows really let you know what all is out there and what you like. Oh, that is so cool. So you went from 
a 17 foot travel trailer to now a super C. Yes. Wonderful. We've done a lot of homework and we actually on our trip also we went to Indiana and we visited one of the factories of the, you know, the Super C brands. And uh, so we had done a lot of homework before we got to the show. We knew exactly what we wanted. There was one particular floor plan that we wanted. And it turns out there was only, well, one or two brands that offered that. We, we wanted the opposing sofa slides. Uh, to have the extra space um, in in the RV in the living space, um, so that's the one. That's the floor plan we have, and we absolutely love it. It's it's perfect for us for what we need. We really like it. Oh, that is so great! I don't know if you ever heard of the eighty twenty rule. We were kind of hearing about that as we were starting to look. Where it's like you have eighty percent of what you like and twenty percent of what you don't like, and we were always looking for you know one hundred percent of what we wanted and. Yes. Um, when somebody was saying that, I was like, okay, well, I guess we should be happy if we found 90% of what we liked and, you know, only 10%. So we'll go with that. Um, so what are three things that you love about your current RV now? Well, the opposing sofa slides, obviously, that was a big deal for us. We really love that we have a huge interior space. You know, every everybody has a seat. <laughs> the dogs and us, everybody has a seat. So that's great. And then um, we have... Uh, heated porcelain floors, which is actually really nice. I didn't think I didn't. It was one of those things I didn't think would be important or nice, but it turns out it's actually really nice. Uh, same thing with the fireplace. When you know they told us it had a fireplace, I was like, who needs a fireplace? And I swear, the first night we were on the road, we drove up to you know North Florida. It was chilly. We turned the fireplace on, and it was amazing. We love the fireplace, <laughs> so I'm glad we have it. And um, uh, a lot of windows. We have a lot of windows, and that's really important to me. I love all the lights. I love being able to see outside and sort of bring, you know, bring the view inside. And uh, so that's definitely something that we really like about the RV, and, and that was important to us. Oh, I love that. I love that you mentioned the fireplace, too. The porcelain heated floors is a dream of mine. One day I will have an RV with that. Um being from Florida too, uh, we also, we were, we started, we're from Ohio, but we started RVing when we were in Florida. We lived there for 20 years. And when our RV had a fireplace, we kind of laughed like, oh, we're never going to use this. And that was a pleasant surprise. We love having a fireplace. So exactly. Yeah. It's a really nice heat as well. It's just, it's just perfect. Very nice. It does. It makes it really comfortable and just cozy in there. And takes the bite out in the morning, like if it's a little chilly in the in the living space, like it's, yeah, really nice. I absolutely agree. And so what are some things that you found out that you dislike about your RV? Well, I, this can sound boring, but there really isn't anything that we would change on it. Oh, that is awesome. So you didn't even have to do the 80-20 roll. You really have 100%. No, exactly. It's quite surprising, really. But um, no, sometimes, you know, we're in the RV and we're like, if we could change something, what would, what would we change? Well, okay, maybe an extra bath, like a half bath. Sure. But I don't want to add any length. Right now we're 39.11, of course, to stay under 40 feet. <laughs> right. So we can still get into state parks and national parks if we want to. So I really don't want to add any length. And we have everything we need. There's a washer, there's a dryer. You know, we have a shower. We have everything we need. We don't need anything else. We have plenty of storage, like really a lot of storage. So, no, I I think it's just perfect for us. We don't need anything else. I love that. I love that you found a great floor plan and 
and that you wanted and you actually got it and it's just as good as you know had imagined. So that's wonderful. Well, since you are so new to all of the RVing, I'm sure you started, you know, researching like, you know, Pinterest or going to like Camping World and looking at like all the RV like gadgets and accessories. I love stuff like that, all the collapsible bowls and the space saving stuff. And so just curious, you know, what are some of your favorite RV accessories or must haves? So I think some of this, you know, because we were boaters before, some of the stuff that you know, you find in the camping, they're kind of similar, you know, like unbreakable stuff and all that kind of things. That's, that's kind of similar. But for the RV specifically, what we, what we really like is our uh, triple filter clear source for our, for our water. Um, the snap pads for sure for the stabilizers. Oh, good to know. Yeah, those are, we love them. And of course, the surge protector, very important to protect um, your RV with a surge protector. We agree. And I'm going to actually have um, all of our links in the show notes. So any of those those products, if you could get me a link, I'm going to put a link to those in the show notes so that our listeners can also check out, you know, what you're talking about. I think that will be great. I was going to say there's two other ones that, you know, I would highly recommend if you're traveling with dogs, we have a waggle. And the waggle is perfect because it, like, it monitors uh, if the power is on, it monitors the temperature, it, it sends you a message if your power goes off, it, you know, humidity, it monitors everything. And we combine that actually with a set of cameras. So if we're away, we have eyes on the dogs and we have the waggle, you know, monitoring everything else in the RV. So that's perfect. And the other thing, if you're, you know, if you're on the road, I'm guessing with kids or if you're working, then the Starlink has been an absolute game changer for us. And, you know, I would recommend that if you need internet, I would highly recommend Starlink. I don't know why people are still hesitating when they need the internet. You are so right. I actually, first of all, going back to the waggle, that is such a great invention. Um, when we leave our dog, I'm always concerned about, you know, is it going to get too hot in there? Or, you know, if something happened with, you know, the electricity and it's just such a peace of mind to be able to log in on the app and see uh, what the temperature is. And we also did get a camera that also is a game changer just to make sure everything's okay. Exactly. And then Starlink, I do not know how we lived without it. It's so awesome. I know it literally is a game changer for us. Absolutely. It sure is. Now we have peace of mind we can go anywhere even if there's no cell service and have high-speed internet it is wonderful and even we've had you know we've had times that we were driving you know in the middle of nowhere in the Oregon desert you know the high desert and you know no cell nothing and uh, Jonathan had to take a work call so you know just park by the side of the road pop the Starlink out do the call and on we go again you know it's like it's so convenient isn't that great and you could never do that if you just had your cell phone or you know, some kind of, yeah, hotspot or Wi-Fi booster. Yeah, that is so great. I'm a huge Starlink fan too. Yeah, before Starlink, we had, you know, a subscription to every cell phone provider, hotspots, everything. And there was still actually more time than you would think that there were problems with connectivity or the, the, the quality of the sound on calls or it, it was really a problem. Yes, I definitely have seen that. In fact, our first four years of full-time RVing, that was our biggest issue that we weren't aware of is, wow, lack of Wi-Fi. We didn't even think that that was an issue because when you're in a, in a home, you just have it all the time. 
but we had no clue how frustrating that would be. And Starlink just saved the day. We're so happy with it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so good. Well, what was more difficult than you thought about RV life? I don't know if you were kind of prepared for anything that maybe was as a surprise to you. Well, you know, like I said, we were boating a lot, so we traveled a lot. So not really, but but I would say things that are or can be complicated if you're on the road a long time is I have a chronic illness. So, you know, sometimes finding the medications at the right spot at the right time or, you know, if you need a test done or anything like that, that can be a little challenging to organize and to set up. Um, and same thing for the for the dogs, actually getting vet appointments. Basically, there's never a vet appointment available within six weeks. So, and, you know, and we're only there for like a few days. So if the dogs need to see a vet for any reason, we usually end up having to go to the emergency room with them. That's true. That, that is very hard. I I do try to look up, you know, if there is anything like an emergency vet, you know, in the areas that we're going to be in case there is an emergency, but you're right. Have you switched to, or looked into any like virtual appointments either for you or for your pets? No, interestingly, not really. Somebody talked to me about the dogs. They have, I guess, virtual vet appointments because there was a time in Colorado where we had an emergency and there was nothing around for two hours and we were really scared. Thankfully, everything worked out and it ended up being okay. But I wanted to make sure that we had peace of mind for next time and not have that happen. And I guess there's something like a subscription to something I'd, I'd I'll have to look into it and, and give you the information. But oh, yeah, I should look at that. Yeah, I thought, wow, that would be kind of nice to have a virtual vet in your back pocket if you ever needed them. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that definitely I'm going to look into that. That can be, I mean, for some things that can be convenient. For other things, they just need to get their hands on them, I guess. But yeah, it's a good option to have. Yeah. Yeah. And then what was easier than you thought about RV life? Well, I think comparing to, you know, boat life requires a lot of organization and and, you know, you have to check the weather and the water and I mean, still check the weather with the RV as well. But it's just so much easier to quickly pack up and go and you can go anywhere, like literally anywhere with the RV. And that's one of the things I like about it compared to our, our boating lifestyle before you, you're really limited in the places that you can go. Whereas with the RV it's virtually unlimited. You, you can just decide, hey, I want to go whatever to Canada and off you go to Canada or, you know, it's like, oh, I want to make a stop at whatever, Niagara Falls. You just turn, you know, turn the wheel and you go like there's no limit or restrictions um, really on where you can go in the uh, in the RV, West Coast, you know, everywhere. So that's one of the things that's certainly easier compared to what we were doing before. And I think it's just very convenient. You have your services everywhere you go for the RV. With the Super C, it's even easier because um, you can go into any truck stop, basically. Like it's a Freightliner chassis, so you can go into any of the Freightliner or trucks, uh, truck service uh, stops. So it's, yeah, it's very convenient. Oh, that's awesome. I do feel the same way. It's so nice just to have your home on wheels and be able to go wherever you want, whenever you want. I love that. Where do you guys like to stay? I Before, when we started RVing, we had no clue. We thought you have to stay in RV parks. Like we didn't, we didn't even know the term boondocking. We didn't ever hear of a harvest hose or, you know, anything like that. And then with our experience, we've, you know, encountered all of it. And, but just curious, where do you guys prefer to stay? So it depends because Jonathan still works. It's oftentimes convenient to be at an RV park. 
And for those, we usually choose a KOA just because, you know, with a membership, you build up points and you get advantages if, you know, we have a VIP membership now. So you get like free cancellations or, you know, you can make changes to your reservations very easily. Um, and they usually have a dog park. Nice. We're always, you know, trying to make sure that there's a dog park on site or near us so that, you know, the dogs at least can have some time off because, you know, they're beagles, so they have to be on leash unless it's fenced in. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll just follow their nose and, you know, they'll be off exploring. Uh, but we do like uh, going to state parks or and boondocking as well. We, we've done it. Um, with state parks, we really like it, but there is there is a limitation of the climate. So if they have generator hours... The climate has to be such that, you know, the dogs can be inside the RV without the air conditioning. Yes, that is such a big thing to think about when you have dogs. Yeah, so, you know, we've been we've been to places and it was fine, but sometimes, like, it gets too hot during the day. It was kind of, uh, it would be nice to have power during the day, you know, to be able to switch the generator on to have some uh, some air conditioning for them. And we really like Harvest Host and Boondoggers Welcome. We've done both. Um, it's just that when you're trying to plan a long trip, it can be kind of hard to, to fit them in somehow. So we do try when we have, you know, open slots that we haven't booked up yet, we try and fit in a harvest host or a boondockers welcome. Um, but yeah, in, in general for the trip planning, they can be a little bit harder to use, but I, I do like them a lot. And I always like that, you know, it's like, Oh, harvest host is free. That's great. And you usually end up spending more right. on, you know, wine and cheese and honey and whatever than it would have cost to go to an RV park. So it's really for the fun and the experience that you go there, not necessarily because it's cheaper and it's nice to have so many options. So, you know, it's nice to vary a little bit if you can. It really is. I do like all the different experiences, but I will have to agree. There's really nothing like the conveniences of an RV park, especially a nice one like a KOA. Yeah. Or if you need to receive mail as well, you know, it's like it's just convenient to have an address in that case. So it really is nice. It is nice. So, so curious to find out how many states have you guys been in? We've been to all of the lower 48. No way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, just since you've been RVing? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Last year, we checked off on our 2023 trip. We checked off our last um, state. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is so exciting. It was actually. I felt I felt like we deserved a certificate or something. It's like, oh, totally. Where is the person congratulating us? You know, like, your picture needs to be in the paper or something. Exactly. That's a great accomplishment. And the dogs too. They've been to all forty-eight, so that's kind of fun. That's so exciting. Now, prior to RVing, how many states have you guys been in? Just curious. Like, was it a lot more because you started RVing? I think we probably had been to twenty or so states. Okay. So definitely RVing really, really helped you to see the country. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that was also part of, you know, part of the motivation and intent to having this home on wheels to like try it as many, try and take it as many places as we could. And, you know, we're always on the hunt, adding places to our wish list. And then when we plan a trip, try and fit in as many as we can and, and check them off. Funnily enough, that list always gets longer and not shorter. <laughs> It does. It does. I agree. I thought, you know, I'd have 10 things on there. And that was a lot. And then it was like, 
oh, I did the 10 and now I have 25 <laughs> added on. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's so cool. So of all the lower 48, what are your top five favorite locations? You know, I'm, I'm glad that you had told me beforehand you were going to ask that because it's such an impossible question to answer. And yeah, you know, people always ask you, what's your favorite state? or what's your favorite national park? And usually I end up answering whatever is the last one I've been to because, you know, that's the one I remember, you know. So I had a little bit of time to think about it. And I'm going to cheat. I'm going to put them into like five categories and that and fit in a few more than five because there's just too there's just too much. <laughs> I was gonna start with some locations that were like your typical bucket list locations. I think they're on everybody's bucket list. And that I was kind of worried about that they would be, you know, disappointing once you see them in person, or maybe, you know, that they'd be tourist traps. And once we went to them, we absolutely loved them. And that was Niagara Falls, Mount Rushmore and Graceland. Oh, wow. I've never been to Graceland. I, that's on my list. Awesome. It was wonderful. Honestly, we weren't even, you know, we liked some Elvis songs and, you know, we knew he died young, whatever, like, but we weren't big Elvis fans or anything, but we went to Graceland and it was awesome. It was like stepping back in time. They have left it. Uh, you know, the interior of the house is exactly how it was when, when Elvis was there and, you know, all the extravagant and opulent, opulent interior. And it was really like stepping back in time. And, and you also learned a lot about him between, you know, the house and the museum. He learned a lot about Elvis and yeah, I, I really, it, it was a lot nicer than I was expecting. It was awesome. Good to know. Yeah. And then the national parks, cause everybody asks, what's your favorite national park? It's really, really hard because they all, you know, they're designed to all protect a specific amazing feature. So, you know, so that makes it really hard. But there's a few, I think, that kind of stood out to me. Yellowstone, for starters, because Yellowstone, unlike most of the others, doesn't protect a single feature. It, ha it has such a richness of different features. Um, it's just an amazing park. It's also the oldest park, obviously. Um, glacier is a favorite. It's just so beautiful. And, you know, the mountains and the glaciers and the lakes, and it's just spectacular. Bryce Canyon, the hoodoos, it's like, where else do you see that? I'm originally from Europe. We don't have that in Europe. You know, those landscapes, they're just, people often say otherworldly, you know, but it really is kind of otherworldly. And then anything with Badlands, so Badlands National Park, but also petrified wood, you know, there's Badlands in there. And even actually the petrified wood is amazing when, you know, when you see it and you think about it, it's amazing. Um, so, yeah, and I can go on the redwoods with, you know, the big trees and the, the, the parks that protect the cacti, the saguaro and the organ pipe and, you know, Crater Lake and, and so on. It's just there's such rich, richness in the United States, the national parks and the national monuments and lake shores. And like they're all amazing. There's, there's such diversity. The, you know, it's just amazing. Oh, that's so great. And then my third one was what we did on our last trip. Um, one of the things we did on our last trip, and that was Route 66. Route 66 was like this big bucket list item. I feel like it's even more a bucket list item for foreigners, actually, than it is for Americans. Like, it's the ultimate American dream, the American road trip. You know, it's just 
And it was every bit as nice as I thought it would be. It was even better. On day two, we said, oh, we have to do it again. <laughs> really? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yes. Yeah. And now we've decided we want to do it again in both directions to make sure, you know, because like every time you go, it's different. And if you see it in a different, if you do it in a different direction, you see different things and it's a different experience. So that was definitely a highlight. Awesome. And in some of the states that really surprised us and that we really liked were the Oregon coast. I don't know why it took me so long to get there. We only went there last year for the first time, but it's spectacular. We've never been. It's on our list. We can't wait. It is amazing. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's just stunning. Um, the South Dakota Black Hills is another one that, you know, wasn't kind of on, wasn't on our radar screen, really. Um, but it's absolutely beautiful. We, we really loved it. You have the Badlands and Mount Rushmore and Custer State Park and there's, you know, nice towns and it's just really nice. And um, I think one one other one, because I wanted to also include the East Coast, um, we love North Carolina, both the mountains and the coast is beautiful. In the fall, you get the full colors. The coast is really nice. So, you know, it's so hard to pick. But if I have to pick, you know, those were my picks, I guess. I love all those, Desiree. In fact, a lot of that you mentioned are on our list and we still haven't been to like we have not been to Yellowstone not been to Glacier not been to Bryce like those are like top three of the the parks that we want to see and then yes not been to Oregon we've been to California but uh, so we saw a California coast but not the Oregon coast we can't wait to see it and Route 66 oh I cannot wait to see that I, I'm so glad that you loved it so much it's really exciting and and route 66 like it's so exciting also because you have this really nice combination of you know the landscapes and it's amazing how the landscapes change as you go you know all the way from chicago to santa monica but you also have all the fun like roadside attractions all the americana you know that's there and at the same time all the history you know of the migrants who left and you know did this same road you know in search of a better life and the people you meet, uh, you know, on the route, like every, all the businesses, most of them are just mom and pop shops. And actually, like, it's kind of sad because a lot of them are going to disappear because many told us, well, our kids don't want to take over, you know, so, but it's definitely, a, I highly recommend it. It was, it was an amazing experience and it's so nice. And, you know, you meet so many people because everybody sort of makes the same stops, you know, so on some days you just bump into the same people at different stops and it's really nice there's a really nice atmosphere and yeah it was wonderful that's fun how long did it take you to do the whole route uh we took uh over three weeks and then we actually also did a, a side trip okay nice so from route 66 we actually went to las vegas that's when we got married and then we went back and and finished the route but yeah we took more than three weeks to do it Oh, that's awesome. Good to know, because that's definitely on our list. We want to do that, too. Well, you can do it much faster. There are people, you know, you ha if you only have a limited amount of time, you do what you can, right? So, you know, if you have to do it quickly, you do it quickly. But if you have the luxury of having more time, I think it's worth taking more time because there's just so many little museums, little places, and, you know, you can you can take this uh, experience and really enjoy to the fullest talk to you know all the locals and make more stops than you would otherwise so the more time you have the better it is but but it can be done in less time obviously 
I love the tip about talking to locals. We get so much information from talking to the locals of even just places to eat or, you know, just little hidden treasures of parks that maybe nobody's talking about. I love that. What a good tip. So how do you guys um, stay safe on the road? Is there anything particular that that you've found that, you know, just to help keep you guys safe? I think a lot of it is just common sense, you know, how how you keep yourself safe at home as well. We do we avoid dodgy parks either from reviews, you know, we always look up the reviews or, you know, look on Google Maps if the area looks, you know, questionable. Just just trust your instinct, don't go there, you know. But if it looks like a bad area of town, don't go there. Uh, and then, you know, just say, like, keep the doors locked. Don't leave expensive items outside unattended or in view, you know, just really basic common sense things. And, you know, applying that, I think we've been really pretty lucky. You know, we felt, I think there's only one time we drove up to an RV park and the description wasn't, you know, what it said in, in the reviews and in the description online. We looked at it. We had a bad feeling. We turned around and left. So smart. You know, better safe than sorry. Yep. I agree. I love that you just listened to your gut and yeah, made a different choice. So that's so good. Have you ever had any scary experiences? Um, not, not from surroundings. We had an accident. That was a scary experience, but not really from people or so, there have been sometimes parks where we arrive and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about this park, but usually it grows on me. And like the next day, it's like, oh, that's kind of nice, you know, just. Yep. We've been in a couple of places like that as well. So tell me about the accident, if you don't mind. Oh, no, absolutely. So we uh, were on the Oregon 101. Uh, thankfully, we were inside a little town. We were not on the side, you know, on the part of the road where we were on the cliffs. And our uh, Blue Ox tow bar broke in half. Oh, my gosh. While we were driving. But thankfully, we had just pulled out of a gas station in the town. So we were going very slowly. Thank God. And uh, but so it broke like it snapped, just snapped in half right in the middle, like literally right in the middle. And so our car was just attached by a safety change. And we, we tow a big Ram 2500 power wagon. So, you know, it's big, big, heavy truck. So it smacked into the back of us, bounced back, then sideswept three cars that were parked by the side of the road totaling them. Thank God there was nobody in any of them. They were parked by the side of the road. Then it smacked back in, you know, into the back of the RV. And then we stopped. Um, but we, yeah, we, we hadn't seen what had happened. So we came out and, you know, ran back and like, what happened? What happened? And we couldn't figure it out because the tow bar was still fully attached in the hitch. And the, the A-frame of the tow bar was still fully attached to the car but the car had driven over the part that had broken uh, had broken so we couldn't see it and we just like we couldn't understand what happened it was horrible actually there was a lot of damage but thankfully nobody was injured so you know it took a long time to get everything sorted oh that that is so scary i can't imagine what you guys were going through at that point but i am so thankful that you and everybody else is okay yeah no we were we were lucky in being unlucky <laughs> Yes, for sure. For sure. So what ended up happening then? Like, did you disconnect and then figure it out or? So the, well, we were already disconnected. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So then, yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, the car was uh, quite badly damaged. So the um, the local police and um, fire rescue pointed out there was a luckily there was a gas station with like a little garage right right where the accident happened. So the the car did still drive. So we just drove it to their lot. It was a Saturday, six o'clock in the evening. That's never a good time. Um, we were in the middle of the road in this town. I I started calling RV parks. You know, most of them don't answer the phone after four o'clock, especially on Saturday. But by some miracle, uh, one of them answered the phone. They were just two miles down the road and they had a spot for us. So we're like, oh, thank God. We drove very carefully because we had no idea, you know, how much damage we had. Um, we were able to drive, so we just drove very carefully. We went to this RV park, parked it, ch- started checking everything. Like, okay, the the water heater still works, the generator still works. You know, this works, that works. Like, okay, everything still works. We can be inside it at least, <laughs> you know, and then figure out uh, what to do. But and again, we got very lucky there because the RV park was super nice. They had a Mexican restaurant, so we went to have some margaritas, you know, to calm our nerves. <laughs> And uh, they had direct beach access, so, you know, we spent the day there trying to figure out what the heck. And uh, we got a rental car, we got a mobile RV tech to come and uh, do some emergency fixes on the RV to make sure that we were completely roadworthy. So, you know, he had to fix the storage doors, they were all bent, so he made sure that we were able to open and close and lock them, nothing could open. He, you know, screwed a bunch of things back, made sure all the lights were working and we were roadworthy, so... Then, you know, the the car was sent to a body shop that ended up taking two months. So for two months, I drove a rental car behind the RV. And then we ended up picking up our car, but obviously we didn't tow it again. So um, now the rig is actually at the factory to get proper repairs from the accident. So Oh, wow. Now, what state? I can't remember if you said it. What state were you in when this happened? In Oregon. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Yeah. So in the beginning, we, you know, we were considering, can we continue the trip or is this the end of the trip or do we need to go home? And we're like, well, you know, going home, we're about as far from our home as you can be (laughs) at that point. So if we're going to drive all the way home, we might as well just drive, you know, on our trip. It's the same thing. There's nothing different, really. Or even, you know, driving it to the factory. The factory's in Indiana. So, you know, that would have been thousands of miles as well. So it's like, well, if we can drive that, then we might as well just drive our trip. And so thankfully, we were able to continue our trip. Uh, Looking up, you know, a little beaten and battered, but, you know. It was fine. <laughs> wow. I am so glad everything worked out for you guys. That is like one of the situations where you, you know, you're just dreading, like, if this is going to happen, how are we going to handle it? But you guys really handled it very well. Wow. Well, you know, you just try and make the best of it. Like whatever cards you're dealt, that's what you have to deal with, you know? That's it. That is, that's so true. And there's really nothing else you could have done. So no, might as well keep going. That's awesome. So you guys seem like you get along so well. And I I just, I love that you just recently got married and all that. What's your secrets for getting along while living in such a small space? I guess you already had the prior experience with living on a boat or being on a boat with your boat life. Is there anything that you kind of, you know, do that, that makes you stay sane? And I don't think we do things differently because, you know, even before we started doing this, we were uh, working from home. So we're always together anyway, you know, so it didn't, it didn't really change that much for us. It's like people ask us, what do you eat on the road? And it's like, I don't know, the same as at home. <laughs> it's it's really the same. And, you know, we do have 
quite a bit. Now, when I look back at that first year in the travel trailer, it's like, my goodness, how did we do that? Because that was really small. <laughs> um, but no, we have quite a bit of space and you have all the outdoor space and we go on hikes and, you know, we go on walks. We get plenty of outdoor activities and air. So, you know, it, I think it's mostly the same as at home, really. I feel the same way. It's funny. We get that um, asked that all the time. Like, how do you guys do this? And it's like, I don't know. It just feels natural. Like we get along well. We like, yeah, we like our RV. Everything's good. And yeah, there's really no, you know, anything we do differently. I agree. That's so cool. You know, what advice would you give to somebody who's considering this? Um, well, I think first and foremost, expect things to break and to go wrong. Yes. We had learned that lesson uh, very early on with our boats. I think boats are even worse than RVs. So, you know, it will break eventually there's no way around it you know and and kind of the goes with that is to just you know be flexible because the, the rv or the car can have problems the weather can change like there are just things that can you know force you to make a change in plans and it's easier to go with the flow than to try and resist it and fight it it's like just be flexible and it'll make your life a lot easier absolutely and I think my final one is that, you know, being on the road, traveling or being in an RV is not what's going to fix your problems. If you had problems at home, you're just going to bring them with you in the RV. So I think you have to be realistic about that. It's not a vacation, especially, you know, if you travel a long time. So, you know, whatever you had going on at home is what you got going on in the RV as well. That is such great advice. I think a lot of people think that, yeah, just, you know, let's travel. Let's like leave our troubles behind. Well, <laughs> that doesn't always, you know, work. And you you are right. Yeah. Whatever you're dealing with at home, you're going to be dealing with in the RV. And yes. Yeah. And to be flexible, boy, is that such a good tip. I'm such a planner. And I learned real quick, throw that planner out the window or at least make your plans in pencil. Have a plan A, B, C, D. That's exactly right. You know, we always had heard when we were doing our research, we kind of laughed it off, but now we know it's true that not if, but when things will happen because it's just the way it is. So that's such good advice. And so when you are traveling, um, how do you get your mail? So you still have your home base in Florida, but then do you forward it to yourself or do you have somebody getting your mail for you when you're on the road? Yeah, so we're very lucky. We have somebody who looks after the house, comes to the house multiple times a week, makes sure everything's fine at the house. She goes through our mail. If there's something that looks important, she'll like take a picture of it, send it to us, or you know, we'll ask her to open it and uh, usually collect stuff for a little while. And then if we have an address that we know in advance, we're going to be at for you know a, a, a minimum of like a week to allow for some flexibility, then um, we'll have it sent over. But, you know, so much these days is online anyway, that much of the mail that we end up coming home to is junk mail. Right. That's so true. That's good. And then if you want to do Amazon, you just either do like an Amazon locker or maybe an RV park that you're at. Is that what you guys do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've actually never done a locker. We, we always just get it in an RV park. 
Okay, good, good. Yeah, I've done a couple of lockers and they actually, it's such a good invention. So that's cool. Well, good. I'm so glad that works out for you guys. It's so nice to have somebody who can get your mail and check on your house. You don't have to worry about anything while you're on the road. Absolutely. And I think one of the biggest things, you know, people want this RV life, but they're not sure, like, how do you make money on the road? Do you care to tell us how you guys work on the road? Well, Jonathan still works full time, so he makes the money. And I hope to sell books. <laughs> and I'm sure you will. So I don't think it's uh, going to make me rich. It's, you know, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun to do. Your books are amazing. But so Jonathan has a job that he worked from home before. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't anything that he had to switch to going on the road or anything. No, we, we were already remote and, and, you know, with COVID so many people became remote anyway, it became a lot easier. Right. But yeah, I always say that, too. That is one of the biggest benefits of COVID is learning that, wow, people can be remote and work from anywhere. And, and the world still turns, <laughs> even if we're not all in the office. Absolutely. But I have to say it, it is really thanks to Starlink that it's possible because the first year, you know, with unsure connections, it, it was more difficult for sure. It was frustrating you know, the calls would drop or they would have bad quality. And that, that was just wasn't conducive to good conversations or good, you know, work calls. So definitely Starlink was a was a huge factor in, in making that work. Oh, that's so good that you guys discover that. We're so thankful for it as well. And yeah, we're not sure why people are not jumping on, you know, quicker than than they are. And they're still trying to make it work other ways. But that is awesome. So I want now to talk about your books. We just talked about it a little bit, but your Instagram, like I said at the beginning, is filled with the most beautiful pictures. Are you a photographer? I'm not. And also it surprises a lot of people, but I my pictures are all on my iPhone. I don't use a camera. You have such a gift for taking pictures. Oh, thank you. They're just so beautiful, but also like really like the angles and everything. It makes you feel like you're there. Like, Oh, thank you. You say that. that that's it. That's exactly what I'm trying to do, actually. Like the whole thing about the writing, but also the photography is like, I want people to feel like they're there, like they're experiencing whatever the location is or, or whatever the event is, as if they were there themselves. You know, I always joke because Jonathan is a, like a proper photographer and, you know, he'll take he'll take 10,000 pictures and then say, nah, none of them are good enough. Whereas my, you know, my pictures are more like a diary almost like you know a journal and you know it's it's storytelling with pictures really that's what i'm what i'm trying to do with my pictures and in the book what i try to do is like i really want it to look like it did when we were there because oftentimes when you look on instagram for example and you look up a location the pictures are so photoshopped or you know oversaturated and then when you get to the location you're disappointed because it doesn't look anything like what you saw in the pictures. And so I want my pictures to really show what it was like when we were there so that when you go there, that's what you're going to see. It's not some, you know, picture that was, you know, manufactured using, you know, all kinds of editing techniques. So I do very minimal editing. I love that. I love that you keep it real and you tell a story with, you know, what the picture that we're looking at um, it really does make me, you know, add a whole bunch of things to the to my bucket list. Like I said at the beginning, that I didn't even know those places existed. 
Oh, that's I, I love that. I love to hear that because that's you know that's what I hope that people get in, inspired to you know either go and see it for themselves or if they don't have you know that that luck that we have to travel that at least they get to still experiences through the pages of the book and you know and hopefully still get that joy of you know discovering new things and seeing new places in in whatever way that is if it's in person or or in the book. Uh, but really, I want to, you know, inspire people. And also, it's kind of a, a lifestyle choice. Like, you have to be very intentional about it because it's very easy to be complacent and think, oh, you know, we have time. We can do that sometime. Yeah, we'll go there sometime. And so now, well, we, we found out the hard way that that's not necessarily the case. Both Jonathan and I had very ha serious health issues and we both nearly died. So, you know, that's a big wake-up call. It's like, tomorrow is not promised it's not guaranteed so you know you have to make the most of it and so we try and be very intentional so now even when we're home we always say to ourselves what would we do if we were here on our on one of our trips and so we've started going out seeing all these places and museums and everything that we'd never been to even though we'd lived here already seven years you know so it's really a choice that you can make to you know go to that new restaurant instead of the one that you always go to or Order that dish, you know, that you're kind of curious about, but you've never had it before, but, you know, try it. I love that. It's just, I think it's it's a lot about lifestyle and the choices you make and uh, and the expectations you have. And yeah, it, it, I think it keeps things exciting and fresh and, you know, it makes life interesting. That's such good advice. Just, you know, even in your own backyard, there's so much that you can, you know, explore. Absolutely. So tell us about your books. So there's two. Just tell us like what your intention for the books are. When I saw the the preview, I was blown away. They are gorgeous books. Hardcover, right? Thank you. The, so they're now available in hardcover and also in paperback. Oh, I didn't realize that. It's just, I think it just became available last week. That That's all like beyond my control, the publishers and the distributors organize all that. So yes, now they are available both hardback and paperback. And you have two, like a series, right? Yeah, so it's the first two in a series. So these first two books are covering our first trip where we covered 27 states uh, on, you know, the eastern side of the United States, as well as Washington, D.C., uh, all of the five Great Lakes, uh, the coast, obviously, and in Florida, also the Gulf Coast, uh, and just hit a whole bunch of national parks and uh, you know, bucket list locations, some of them that, that we already talked about. Um, and so that's the first two books, but it's the beginning of a series that will cover all of the United States. So I've already started work on uh, part three and four. Wow. And that's where we did the Midwest and the mountain states. And then uh, part five and six, um, so that'll be like the third year, basically, um, is what we did last year. And we did the Kentucky Kentucky Bourbon Trail uh, Route 66 and all of the Western states. Um, so there's that to look forward to already and probably more. That is so exciting. I'm so glad you're doing this because you have such a gift. You have a gift of storytelling, a gift of, you know, obviously your, your photography, but it is true when you see your pictures and read your words, it's like, ah, oh, I feel like I'm there, but it's so exciting. I can't wait to see it with my own eyes and be there to experience it too. So great job. Oh, thank you. That makes me really happy to hear. If you go to my website, so we have a website, thelongwayhometravels.com. 
there's a page obviously for you know the current books and the purchase links etc but there's also information on the the next books that are forthcoming with a ton of pictures you know of some of the things that we saw on those trips and then there is a an interactive map with all the locations you know that we went to um there's a page for the dogs if you know if you're interested in learning about the dogs and the dogs names um and there's a page you know with some pictures of, about the RV so if you're interested in like the whole project the whole adventure then you will find uh, a whole lot a lot of information on the website good that's what i'm going to put the link to your website in the show notes as well as where can everybody find you to continue following your journeys on instagram and facebook uh, so on Facebook, it's just my name, Des Raven Welsom. On Instagram, I'm at RV Cruising. And then our website, like I said, thelongwayhometravels.com. That is awesome. I highly recommend to everyone listening to check Desiree out with all of her amazing posts. You will not be disappointed and get her books. They are spectacular. And the books you can get, they're now available, like I said, hardback and paperback on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Walmart. Oh, great. Very good. I'll definitely put links in the show notes. So everybody be sure to check those out. Well, this was such a fun conversation. Yeah, it was great chatting to you. I'm so glad we were able to do this. Thank you for having me. I am so glad to. You gave me so much helpful information and you gave so many great tips to our listeners. I look forward to keeping in touch, continuing to watch your amazing adventures. Thank you so much for your time. And I hope to see you one day on the road. Absolutely. Likewise, Jamie. Thank you. Isn't Desiree amazing? I highly recommend that you go right now to follow her on Instagram at RV Cruising, look through all of her gorgeous photos, and go check out her books, The Long Way Home. They are stunning. You can find the links to where you can go follow her and find her books in the show notes, as well as on our website at romanyourhome.com slash rvcruising. Come back each week because I have so many fun interviews coming up. You'll hear my conversations with Patty and Shane from Gills on Wheels, Teresa and Brian from Our Villa Adventures, Kirsten and Clarence from Move with Mac, Janelle from Wins RV Club, Sarah and Jeff from Wake Up and Wander, Chris and Gary from Big Dog RV, and so many more. You won't want to miss these great conversations filled with so many awesome tips and travel information. I learned so much, and I know you will too, so come back each week. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope to see you on the road. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rome in Your Home podcast and YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe to our show and consider giving us a five-star review. It's free and would mean the world to us and help us grow. If you know anyone who would also enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Row in Your Home. Come back next week for another fun adventure. But until then, stay safe and we hope to see you on the road.